Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, welcome to Webology for Thursday, July the 10th, 2008. This is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And you're listening to Webology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's been a neat week. Man, it's been a... Working in the summertime is so hard. I'm looking out my window right now. I'm in Victoria, B.C., off on the Pacific Coast, uh, in the Pacific Northwest, and it's almost always raining here except for the last week or so. And Dave, how how are you staying in your office, man? I I I can barely stand it. I'm having a heck of a time. <laughs> I'm I'm staring at a window right now. Beautiful, uh, beautiful summer day, and uh, you know, fortunately, on on the plus side, being the geek that I am, I know within ten fifteen minutes of being out there, I'd have a horrible burn. So you know, <laughs> that that helps. You know what? I'd put up with the burn. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I just want to go golfing, but I just got an instant message from uh, Richard Zwicky from Inquis that he wants to have a 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. meeting with me, so uh, there goes my golfing day. <laughs> figures, figures. All right, I think we have a big show, a big, big show today, don't we, Jim? We have a great show today. On uh, Our first guest is going to be the one and only Kevin Ryan. Um I guess you'd call him lead programmer of the SES series. He's going to be coming on to talk about SES San Jose, which, you know, SES San Jose is coming up way faster than you think. Yeah, Right well, hour, we have uh, Dave Satella from Clicks Marketing. He wants to, he's going to come on and uh, do an interpretation of Google's new quality score rules. Um, you might have noticed over at Webmaster World or at Search Engine Roundtable, people are freaking out about... Uh, Google's new quality score rules. Um, I think it looks like extortion, and I'm interested in seeing what Dave has to say. As am I. As am I, and I'm sure all of our listeners agree. I want to. Before we jump in with Kevin, I want to do a quick, a couple of quick shout-outs here. Um, yesterday, yesterday, and uh, he's not around to enjoy it, but he's probably listening somewhere on a boat in the Bahamas. Yesterday was Darren Babin's 40th birthday. Like 40 years old. Happy birthday! Also, today is Rand Fishkin's birthday. Happy birthday! Any of you mothers out there, um, send Rand a polite email. Maybe maybe uh, catch his Facebook profile. I'm switching my happy birthday. He's 29 years old today. What do you want to talk about? I have I have the continuing microhoo saga, the Google Estimate tool, the fake Steve Jobs blog, and that uh, German link test. What do you think we can cover quickly? Let's do the blog. A fake Steve Jobs blog, man. You know, that was, that was one of the most fun blogs that were out there. It was hilarious. And um, I, I didn't write down the fellow's name who was writing it. I wish I had. He's a New York, uh, New York uh, IT executive. He's stopped doing the fake Steve Jobs blog because of, uh, well, I guess because of concerns over Steve Jobs' health. I mean, that was one of the funniest blogs out there, but it's not funny when the guy's got pancreatic cancer. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, sad to see the fake Steve Jobs blog 
unfolding, but even sadder about the concerns about Steve Jobs' health. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, our best wishes go out to him. Yeah. And, I mean, the neat thing about uh, Steve Jobs is he's, he may be portrayed as a total asshole. He may be one of the hardest people to work with and the hardest people to hang, out, hang around with in tech. But he's also one of the most brilliant innovators. He has his finger on the pulse of where, uh, where we, the users, want computing devices to go. The iPhone 3G, which uh, comes out in Canada tomorrow, I can't wait for this, um, looks like it's going to be the, the great mobile game changer. Um, so, losing uh, or, or a threat to Steve Jobs' health is actually a threat to the uh, innovation in the industry itself. Indeed. Indeed, you know, and it's a tough one to go on about. Now, I think uh, if we have a, a couple more minutes, I'm going to use this as a segue to a slightly happier, well, happier, not a happy note, but a, uh, a more, uh, you know, lighter um, note. Now, we're, we're talking about the iPhone. I know you have a, uh, a bit of a quasi-rant on that one. Oh, uh, you know what? Rant over. I'm putting it, I'm putting it uh, back in the, in the little rant box, in my, my little pencil crayon box that, uh, full of black markers, and um, I'm moving forward and praising the people I was ranting about. Um, for listeners who, uh, who might know, up here, uh, Dave and I live up here in, uh, in Canada, and the iPhone is being offered in Canada exclusively by a internet service provider called Rogers. Now, Rogers is a massive, massive ISP in Canada. I think they control about two-thirds of the Canadian market. Um, and they were going to release the iPhone on a res- really, really cost-restricted data plan. Um, up here in Canada, we'd have been paying three times as much as our American cousins and receiving, well, I mean, like... We- the amount of data we would have been allowed under this data under this data plan wouldn't have been enough to you know use use the iPhone properly. You could use it as a cell phone, but you couldn't use it as a mobile computing device. Or you would have like you know come across some insane cost overruns. I think they were offering just under a gig in their in their ninety dollar a month package. And I don't know about you, man, but I go through a gig for breakfast. <laughs> well, that's just the way it happens. If you're if you're tech, this is a, a devastating. It's fine if you know you're my grandmother checking her emails once every blue moon, but she's not going to have an iPhone. Well, yeah, yeah, and so I, I was really pissed off because um, I mean for a number of reasons. Uh, Canadians were early adopters of new technologies. We had broadband access across Canada four years before um, broadband had penetrated the fifty percent point in the United States, and because of that, um, just a an unnatural number of search engine optimization specialists come from Canada. And I, I think that there's more SEOs in Canada per capita than any other country in the world. Mm-hmm. And the big reason for that was we were able to be early adopters of the technology. I think it's a really safe assumption to say that the web is going mobile. Um, <laughs> it's a stupid, <laughs> stupid statement to, to disagree with that. It would be absurd to... to, to to try to challenge that statement. The web is certainly going mobile, and computing devices are getting smaller. And the iPhone 3G feels like it's going to be the big game changer, the one that, that masses of people you know, choose to adopt. If the data rates up here in Canada were too high for most people to afford using, 
then SEOs in Canada were going to fall behind the curve. There's no way we could have learned how to how to optimize for the for the iPhone or to build sites for the iPhone. And it takes a lot of experimentation, research, and development for both web designers and for SEOs to to do their work. And if the data plan was too restrictive, it was too damn expensive, then uh, there wouldn't have been no research and development because guys like you and me and the companies we work for wouldn't have been able to afford it. Well, exactly. So exactly. That, now, that. another feather in, uh, in, in Roger's cap, just to, to pass this off to him, and because it does deal with a, a similar topic, I happen to be reading, uh, well, Times Colonist. Anyways, our, for our listeners, our, our local newspaper here, um, and they were... The well, the the only standout, the uh, the government's now looking into both Bell and Telus, who want to charge, and our, our American listeners can can um, LOL at this one, uh, fifteen cents per incoming text message uh, being instituted now here on uh, well through August by both uh, Bell and Telus, our two larger ones, the only holdout who said they weren't going to charge for it, our friends over at Rogers. So it looks like uh, they're actually taking the lead. Just to, 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 to flush this out a bit, they were going to charge for spam messages that get downloaded to your phone. So if you, if, you know, if uh, one of those Facebook apps somehow gets your phone number and starts like sending you text messages to your cell phone over and over and over again, they were going to charge you 15 cents per message. Um, you know what I heard? Our, our industry minister, Jim Prentice, is getting involved and demanding and demanding that they, uh, they cut these fees or at least come to Ottawa and explain why they're going to be charging these fees. Exactly. That's exactly. I guess we read the exact same story, and I think that's. I think that's awesome because we're just being nickel and dimed to death here. I mean, he makes a good call. What exactly does this chart cost for for them? Like, oh, this is using up our network. It is a text message? Like, give me a break. Well, <laughs> like, jumping back to like, Rogers for a second and the iPhone, they they yeah. come out with a low cost plan. So Canadians, tomorrow the iPhone comes to Canada, and you're going to be able to afford to use it. Um, Dave, I want to cut to a commercial for a few minutes. We have okay. Kevin Ryan, who's going to be on the phone in a couple seconds. Um, I don't want to jump into another news story, because that'll eat up all the time that we'll have with Kevin. So the smart thing to do, hit a commercial now, come back to an uninterrupted session with Kevin, then jump right in with Dave Satella. Beautiful. So, friends, this is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and uh, Dave Davis from BeanstalkSEO.com. You listen to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay, stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah, I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Wow, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine, the performance marketing standard. For more information, go to RevenueToday.com. Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PPC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. 
Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting at a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. LookSmart, premium and performance advertising solutions. Strategies makes its summertime stop in San Jose, August 18th through the 22nd. SES San Jose delivers fresh and compelling keynote presentations from Lee Siegel, Sacha Nadell, Vish Magijan, Chip Heat, Jim Stern, and Matt Cutts. SES San Jose not only brings you an endless number of sessions, Orion panels, and training workshops, they will honor the world's best search marketers in the 10th annual SES Awards. Make plans to be at SES San Jose, August 18th through the 22nd. Log on to searchenginestrategies.com for everything you need. And we'll see you at Search Engine Strategies in San Jose. Log on to searchengestrategies.com for more details. Learning how to monetize your domains. Zero dollars. Listening to affiliate marketing tips on your iPod. Zero dollars. Getting the latest search news on your cell phone. Zero dollars. Listening to Dave N. talk about garlic bread. Well, worthless. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com, Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com, and from SearchEngineStrategies.com and SearchEngineWatch.com. I believe we have the one and only Kevin Ryan. Good afternoon, everybody. I have to apologize. I'm uh, I was looking for a quiet place to do this uh, in Midtown Manhattan, uh, and it's not exactly easy to do that. So I'm, I'm literally standing here uh, on uh, 30th Street, uh, ducked into an alcove, uh, watching some guy apparently roll a doobie in traffic, which I think is just absolutely hysterical. I don't think he's seen the TV spots about smoking and driving. Is there anything they can't do in New York? Wow. <laughs> How you doing, Kevin? So I'll, I'll apologize in advance if there's the occasional horn honk or something like that. Yeah. So, dude, I mean, like, it's like, what, five weeks. We have SES San Jose coming up on the... Uh, Eighteenth to the twenty-first. Absolutely. Must be well, I, you know, I, 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 it's it's something that uh, you know we spend an awful lot of time with just uh, expanding the level of, of coverage and expanding the level of, of content that we're providing. Um, Lee Siegel is a is a good example of uh, a keynote that's he's that not what I would refer to as somebody that's well known. 
as a search expert. Uh, but what he is well known for is writing this amazing book uh, called Against the Machine. Uh, and Against the Machine is all about dealing with surviving uh, in the digital age. So, And I've had a lot of conversations with Lee recently. Uh, we're both very excited about the discussion, and we're going to be talking about uh, what brands need to do and how they need to be surviving in the middle of digital age. Um, I sat on a call recently with uh, some folks with IBM and, and listened to uh, all their people around the world talking about Last year it was, and a lot of companies have said this to me, last year it was, well, let's find out who the influences are. This year we have research that, that shows us uh, that people will listen to just about anybody. So even the little guys are now to the point where you really have to listen to them as well. No doubt. The, uh, the changes that are happening in the industry are pretty fabulous right now. Um, based on, on getting your schedule together, What's, what's, what's going to be the most exciting sessions? What's going to be the most exciting new stuff coming out at SES San Jose? Uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? <laughs> um, well, uh, what I said is there's a lot of new stuff happening in the industry right now. Sure. What, uh, well, I mean, in your mind, let's, what, uh, let's, you know, there, there's obviously we have three Orion sessions. Uh, one is, uh, is called, uh, the technical giants of search, uh, which is basically, uh, the technical giants of search in the information age, which is, uh, put together, um, a group, uh, including Matt Cutts and Danny Sullivan, uh, along with some folks that have been in the business forever to talk about looking back at the last 10 years, looking forward at the next 10 years, and then spending a few minutes talking about what's happening now and how people are accessing information. Uh, what is the impact? And, you know, it's kind of timely because the Yahoo shareholders meeting uh, is August 1st. So two weeks later, we'll be talking about San Jose, or, or we'll be at San Jose, and obviously we're going to be wanting to talk about that. There's so much going on with uh, the Yahoo-Google partnership. Nobody really knows exactly what that's going to look like yet. We have some framework uh, as a result of the, the depictions that were released with the SEC filing uh, and uh, the promotion that Yahoo did to the shareholders. Uh, but we really, you know, we literally don't know who's going to be running Yahoo uh, two weeks after the shareholders meeting at SES San Jose. So I bet we're going to be talking about that a bit. Oh, absolutely. I'm just wondering what kind of information we're going to be able to, uh, what information we're going to be able to get out of any uh, hooligans that show up. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, two weeks after their AGM, they're going to know what's going on. Well, it's, it's uh, <laughs> I, can, I can joke about it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, I think, on, on both sides of the equation to be, to be putting together a big conference like this and with so many changes in place. Uh, definitely want to hear from the Yahoo folks. Just want to make sure that uh, the folks that we're getting and the folks that uh, that are going to be coming into the event are going to be providing a value to the audience. I think that's uh, kind. Of, I think know. that's almost assured. This is the largest SES yet, isn't it? Yeah, we're actually. I just took a look at the registration numbers last week, and we're we're tracking. Uh, Forty uh, percent of ahead of where we were last year in terms of uh, the folks coming. Um, we like I said, we have the three Orion sessions, uh, which are basically a high-level strategic thought keynote sessions in the main room. Uh, 
the two others besides uh, the one talking about uh, information, how we access information, uh, the other two focus on our I'm hearing uh, is, is just an enormous problem uh, for marketers and for people in the search space. Uh, in other words, trying to figure out how to really calculate the, the value of the search. The brand guys who are running huge, huge campaigns and the hundreds of millions of dollars are complaining that Google and Yahoo are getting all the credit for the sales they're generating. Uh, and it's what the really ironic part of that is that the search budgets are one-tenth uh, or, or even one-one-hundredth of those media budgets, and they're complaining that the search is getting all the credit. So we want to hash out a discussion about that. Uh, and the other is talking about how should people be budgeting for search. Um, how do you come up with the numbers? Uh, I was talking to a gal who, who specializes in emerging media, and emerging is no longer search, obviously. Uh, but I, the discussion I had was, was really interesting in that I asked, how do you budget for digital out of home? How are you budgeting for uh, some of the new mobile technologies? And it's literally 10 years ago in search. Give me some money and I'll try it out. So. We've come a long way in search, and it's not quite like that anymore. So we're going to hear for, from some brand folks, uh, from some agency folks, and we're going to talk about uh, what's going to be happening and, and, and how they sort out their process. Now, Kevin, I know one of the biggest issues that you guys must face, and I, I've certainly heard it while I'm there, is, is dealing with the attendees. And, you know, of course, any any conference is going to want repeat attendees. Um, keeping the content fresh is obviously a, a pretty pretty big issue. I noticed there's a a bunch of new uh, new panels that are going to be held, a bunch of new speakers. Um, what areas are you trying to like? Maybe for our listeners who've been to SES in the past, what new information are, are you trying to present? How are you gearing the sessions to try and uh, to try and make sure that uh, there's a bunch of new information, there's new speakers, these sorts of things. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, what, what happens when, you, when you're pulling these conferences together is that you have to have a, a, just a lot of knowledge about the business. And luckily, uh, we have a great editorial staff, not just at Search Engine Watch, but uh, at uh, ClickSee as well, uh, who are able to keep track of what's happening in the space and what's going on uh, along with myself. So we... What we look for are obviously the latest trends and what's absolutely mission critical in terms of basic knowledge, and that's how we organize the tracks. I'm doing a, a brief introduction uh, on the first day of the conference to talk about how the structure has changed and what people should be expecting from the week. So ultimately, the goal is to have a combination of here's a, here are the things you need to know, here's the basic stuff, uh, and also offer a lot of advanced options. Uh, and one of the gals on uh, the advisory board who heads up uh, social media for IBM is, has been doing a lot of work with me in pulling together uh, the social media tracks, uh, which were enormously popular in New York. So what we've done with those is expand them out. Um, the first day of SES is now what I would refer to as a strategy day where we're not focusing as much on practical and tactical takeaways. What we're focusing on is these are the, the best ways to be thinking about certain things. These are the best ways to be looking at these topics. And you can use that high-level knowledge to apply it to the tactical events throughout the course of the week. 
Are there any individual sessions that you'd, you'd sort of gear? And obviously this is going to depend on who you are and what you're trying to take from it. But are there any individual sessions that you'd just say, this is a must go to? Um, like that, that every attendee should be hitting specific sessions, well, or, or yeah, is it, I mean, it really just very broad and depending but, um, on what you're hoping to take away? Yeah, we'll, we'll it, dictate it really depends on what we do. Uh, what we're doing is, is gearing them toward and labeling the tracks as clearly as we can. Basic knowledge, social knowledge, uh, those types of things. So folks know which ones to go to. Um, and there's one session that I'm really liking and I'm really looking forward to that's uh, it's called SEO Rehab, uh, which I think will just be very, very entertaining. Um, and a bunch of folks in the SEO space talking about uh, some of the trials and tribulations that they've had in the, in the search space. And I actually think there will be some practical takeaways there, but I think it will be a lot of fun as well. Which, uh, which one are you looking forward to the most? Like. When you plan these things, Kevin, you must you must be thinking in the back of my head, wow, I'm really going to learn something at this session. So what session is it for you that you're going to learn something at? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, a gal named Cindy Krupp put, to put together uh, a session called the, the Death of the Moby. So we've got a couple of local sessions and a couple of mobile sessions, which I think are re- going to be really exciting. There's some really good case studies coming out of them. Um, and, and absolutely all of the social sessions. We, had a, we did a great session. I did a little bit of an experiment with Andrew. Uh, Andrew Goodman, you know, uh, co-chairs the Toronto event uh, in, in doing a Twitter session. Uh, you know, Twitter is highly controversial. Uh, I personally can't stand it because it never seems to work for me, and people send me messages, and then I feel like a jerk because I don't get back to them fast enough. Um but, you know, is it an effective means of, of using the Internet? Is it, is it an effective means of communicating as a marketing vehicle? Um, and, you know, I think the conclusion that we came to was that it actually is. Um, what I get really excited about, I mean, some of the keynotes uh, and the, the uh, fireside chats, Sacha Nadella uh, with Lee Siegel, Chip Heath, uh, all of those discussions, uh, I think they're going to be some really solid takeaways. So when I get excited about this stuff, uh, you know, with, with the assistance of the advisory board and, and some oversight for me, those Orion sessions to me are really kind of my baby uh, because it's, it represents a very high level of thinking, uh, and it represents uh, a, a lot of thought leadership in one place coming together to talk about the key issues. And, and when I get excited about uh, the, the sessions, I'm really excited about the keynotes and the Orion sessions. But um, as far as the, uh, the, the the tracks and the day-to-day sessions, there's a lot of really good information. A lot of people are sticking around for Thursday. I get a lot of folks calling me or, or dropping me an email uh, saying how much they like the, uh, the program on Thursday. And what traditionally happens at the conferences is that the you know the traffic winds down. Uh, a lot of folks take off for the last day, uh, and you know in this instance, I hope that people aren't doing that because there's a lot of great information on Thursday. Well, and the other one of the other neat things that are going to be happening at um, at SES, and there's you know there's too many interesting things happening at SES San Jose Dimension. Um, you got the Google Dance, you got the Search Bash. Another interesting thing is going to be the SES Awards 2008. Now, I think this is going to be the first ceremony for SES Awards, isn't it? 
Well, I mean, it, it's not going to be. I mean, what, we have a lot of ways, and if you check out the uh, the SUS Awards website, uh, there's there's two things I'll say about that. The first is we've gotten a lot of submissions for the awards. There's 20 categories. Uh, our internal editorial team will decide the finalists. Uh, and then we have a panel of judges, which is also on the website, uh, that will that will determine and vote on who the winners are in each category. So what we decided to do, rather than having uh, a separate ceremony, is actually announce the award winners uh, throughout the conference in the main session. So in the keynote session, we'll be announcing a couple of category winners. In the Orion sessions, we'll be announcing a couple of category winners. Uh, and and being, we're going to be broadcasting those throughout the uh, throughout the conference. So rather than trying to pull everybody together uh, for an actual ceremony, uh, we've chosen to go a little bit of a different route uh, in recognizing the winners. Plus, the winners get uh, you know they're included in the SES Awards Winners Showcase. There's a whole list of benefits that. Uh, that come along with being a winner. And, and the whole idea behind this when I was putting this together was that I really wanted to find a way that we could recognize search people in the business that are really doing things out of the ordinary, that are really doing things uh, that, that really should be recognized. Um, and I should also mention that uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of really neurotic, panicked, and scary emails because the deadline for submissions was July 1st. Uh, so I actually extended the deadline to July 18th, so there's still time to get some submissions in. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, without revealing anything, the competition is going to be pretty stiff. Well, I can guarantee you that each and every winner, and probably most of the nominees, are going to be getting a phone call from Webmaster Radio, too. We're probably going to want to talk to them. Kevin, I know you're working yeah, I mean, uh, I'm you're, uh, I don't think I have a submission from Webmaster Radio. I think they should get on it. Oh wait, we'll be on them. We'll be on them. We're 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 constant professionals around here, sir. <laughs> um, Kevin, I realize you're in New York. You're a busy guy. It's uh, getting close to two thirty your time, and uh, we have to go to break. And I think we're gonna have to let you go. But thank you so much for spending the time on Webcology today. No, I, I very much appreciate it. And again, I apologize. Uh, I've, I'm literally going from meeting to meeting today, so. Uh, it was either this or, or jump into the car with the guy rolling the doobie, and I just, it's, it's probably not the best way to spend my day. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Kevin, brother, I look forward to seeing you in uh, San Jose. Um, Absolutely. Uh, San Jose is going to be a great. Uh, remember, folks, get those, uh, get your SES award submissions in. You've got uh, exactly eight days to get those submissions in. There you have it, friends. That was Kevin Ryan, um, the head of Search Engine Strategies, the Search Engine Strategies Conferences. The uh, conference in San Jose is, again, coming up way sooner than most of us think. It's uh, the 18th and 19th, 18th, 19th, 20th, and if I can just get my computer to actually go back a page here. Um, here we're looking at the 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st, and Search Engine Marketing Training on August 22nd. If you if no, if you haven't been to a search marketing conference yet, this is the one to go to. Now, we have to take a quick break here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from BeanstalkSEO.com. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. We're coming back with Dave Satella from Clicks Marketing. 
right and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. Huh? I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creators for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Um, hello. Uh, welcome to our website. Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... Uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. They're already searching for you. InfoSearch Media. Get content that really clicks. AdTech returns to the Windy City August 5th and 6th for another great event of digital marketing that'll blow you away. Day one of AdTech Chicago starts with an opening keynote from Google CPG Industry Director Kevin Kells and wraps up with a keynote address from the best-selling author of Here Comes Everybody, Clay Shirky. Day two features several keynote roundtables focusing on conversational branding and a CMO roundtable. AdTech Chicago offers sessions for tactical marketing, emerging platforms, media branding, and more. Register now for AdTech Chicago August 5th and 6th. Register now at ad-tech.com. That's ad-tech.com. Dateline. Search Engine Strategies in New York. March 18th, 2008. The date where the pursuit of PPC would begin. What's the name of your show? What's it going to be? We don't have a name yet. PPC Rockstar. PPC Rockstar. PPC Rockstar. We're going to have guests. We're going to have the biggest PPC people in the industry. People listening in the audience can give the information about their landing pages, about their sites, their ad campaigns, and we will tear it apart on air and give them advice that we know will make them a lot of money right away. PPC Rockstar. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. The pouring of Facebook for promotional purposes continues with the WebmasterRadio.fm Facebook fan page. Join our fans by clicking the Facebook logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage and keep up to date with all the latest. Become a fan on Facebook. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology, friends. We're rounding out the hour here on Thursday, July the 10th. This is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davis from BeanstalkSEO.com. And we're joined by David Satella, head of Clicks Marketing and widely recognized as one of the industry's leading PPC experts. David, welcome to Webcology. Thank you very much, Jim Hedger. <laughs> say welcome back to Webcology. You've been a guest here a couple times and you have your own show on the network, PPC Rockstars. 
BBC Rock Stars, yes. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, it's a great show, and I'm so glad that you're on. Uh, especially on a day like today, when Google goes off and does something confusing. Well, uh, maybe yes and maybe no. Okay, um, just to quickly brief the audience on what we're looking at. There was a discussion happening... Um, over at Webmaster World in Google Groups, and it was picked up by uh, it was uh, picked up by Barry Schwartz, Rusty Brick, over at Search Engine Roundtable. I'm just going to throw the URL into the Webmaster Radio chat room. Um, it seems that Google is messing around with well, it looks like they're messing around with landing page quality factors, and well, apparently, just mixing dozens of ad groups because they don't meet landing page quality factors. Um, David, what's really going on here? Well, Jim, uh, you, you called me a few minutes ago, actually, and so I've looked through the Webmaster World thread and uh, as much as I could of the other threads. And, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's kind of a confusing mishmash of uh, topics being discussed and um, I'm going to try to simplify it because I think I know what's going on. And um, I'm going to preface that. Let me see if I can find you here. Are you on Skype right now, Jim? Yeah, yeah. Or can I send it to, to Dave? I see Dave yeah. here. Be SEO. Yeah. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, the first thing I wanted to do was, there, you know, quality score is a is – a, First of all, uh, using using the singular form of it is misleading because there are actually several different Google AdWords quality scores. Um, and without going into detail, I'm, I'm sending to Dave right now the URL to what I think is the best explanation of the different quality score factors. And that's an article that uh, or a blog post that Brad Geddes did on eWhisper.net. And uh, it's called Google AdWords Quality Score Factors Demystified. Uh, which which it really needs because it's kind of a mysterious topic. So with that as a backdrop, I'm not going to go through the article, but I'm going to focus on what I think the issue is that, that people are noticing. Uh, and the, the, the effect that people are talking about in, in, the, in the threads is a sudden spike in the minimum bid price that Google is charging for particular keywords. Uh, so I've seen reports of uh, bid prices minimum bid prices that Google's demanding going up to 5 to $10. And there's a lot of conjecture that maybe something changed recently. Maybe Google changed the, um, the, the way they calculate quality score. And I, I don't think that's what's going on. Uh, I also did a quick check of several of our clients' uh, AdWords campaigns, and I did not see this effect at all. And I think I know why I didn't see the effects. So let's take these things one at a time. Uh, first of all, there was... Uh, there was some conjecture in the threads, in fact, a lot of it, that uh, the bump in minimum bid prices was due to a recent Google development, which was Google has been factoring into quality score the quality of the landing pages. And um, I don't think that's what's going on in the case of the people that are talking, uh, especially in the Webmaster World thread. Uh, because basically, as we understand it, we've talked to Google about this, the landing page quality, which, which is really the, uh, the relationship between the keywords, the ad text, and the content of the landing page, 
is a is a factor, but it is a much less significant factor than other factors that go into quality score. So, without going into too much detail, I'll just say I don't think that's it. Um, I think what's going on is something we started to observe almost, well, I'm going to say eight months ago. It was uh, at the tail end of the last summer, I'm going to say July or August of 07. So it is almost a year ago. And that is um, something that I believe Brad discusses in the article. Uh, if not, do a search on uh, Google AdWords account quality score. And actually, I saw several... Uh, people within the Webmaster World thread that chimed in and said that they think that this is the problem that uh, others are observing, and I agree with them. I think it, uh, it's, it's the account quality score, and here's how this, that, this works. Um, and I'm going I'm I'm to simplify the description because uh, I think that all this stuff can really be boiled down to simple explanations. Um, basically, when, when an advertiser opens a new account... This is not a new campaign within an old account. This is a new account. Uh, Google's algorithmic attitude towards that new account is it's guilty until it's proven innocent, or it's bad until it proves itself good. So what that means is if uh, individual elements within the account, let's say uh, a particular ad group, a particular group of keywords, um, if those elements accrue a poor quality score, then Google dings everything in the account, okay, including ad groups and keywords and landing pages that are, uh, to the advertiser's eye, as perfect as they can be. Uh, now, we, we saw this. I'll, get, I'll, give, I'll give the concrete example. We saw this once, and we figured out how to stomp it out. <clears throat> we saw it in a brand-new campaign, and our practice at the time was to basically create huge, com- complicated campaigns and launch new accounts with those huge, complicated campaigns. When I say complicated, I mean uh, up to hundreds of thousands of keywords and up to hundreds of ad groups. And um, the, attempt, the, 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 the goal was to uh, basically roll everything out with a big bang, and that included the following three categories. Number one, um, keywords and ad groups that we felt certain would perform well. Uh, like brand campaigns and, and campaigns and ad groups that are related very specifically to the advertisers' products and services. Uh, second category would be long tail ad groups and keywords, where you know we we, we included permutations uh, of four to five keyword uh, words in length as keywords. And then the third category were experiments, things that we wanted to try that might be uh, pretty far afield of the of the core of the campaign, but still worth trying in our experience. So what we found was that the first time we, we didn't know that this account quality score was, was imminent or that it had been launched. Google didn't, didn't announce it. Uh, but the net effect was exactly what the, the people in the threads had been seeing, and that is the whole campaign or the whole account got dinged. And it was driving us crazy because it, it was... Uh, the minimum bids for our, our most pure keywords, ad groups, and landing pages, and I'm talking about brand names uh, in the keywords, brand names in the ads leading to a landing page that shouted the brand name all over the place, uh, were showing inactive keywords where Google was charging 5 to $10 a click. Uh, it just drove us crazy, and we were on the phone to Google. Google we had long uh, email conversations. And I'm not going to say that they were misleading or they were not forthcoming because 
I think sometimes things happen within Google that uh, don't get well broadcast internally. But eventually, I won't describe all the steps we went, had to go through, but eventually the solution was scrap the original account and start a new one. And start a new one with the most foolproof, top-performing top keywords, ad groups, ads, and corresponding landing pages. And what happens is, and again, I'm going to simplify a little bit, what happens is uh, the guilty until proven innocent factor uh, is proven. Basically, the account uh, gets a high account quality score by virtue of the fact that everything in it is performing so well. And then later, and uh, the later the time interval depends on the velocity of the, the account, how many, how many daily impressions and clicks are being uh, accumulated over, over a short period of time. But let's say a month later, uh, we started adding in the long retail terms and the experiments, and everything was just fine. So to sum up, I think we're, 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 uh, we're looking at, in, in the people that have been affected, we're looking at uh, quality score issues that's more related to new accounts than to any landing page issues or uh, sudden uh, algorithmic changes in quality, quality score calculation. What impact is this going to have on SEMs? Um, like especially when we're dealing with, uh, say, a, a smaller account where there may only be a, a limited number of keywords to begin with or where they're needing to target a, a series of keywords, maybe some broad ones but set to a, a specific region. Um, how is this going to impact them and, and how is it going to impact, um, say, a, a smaller business owner who, who can't afford to hire a professional firm like, like, say, yours and is trying to do it themselves? Um, what can they do in this environment? Well, uh, first of all, don't panic. Second of all, uh, the, the, the phenomenon I just described should not affect uh, campaigns that have been up and running and have been performing well. Um, now, there are several uh, people that contributed the, to the thread that claimed that, that the phenomenon was observable in campaigns that had some good history, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But um, let's just say for, for the sake of, of this discussion, everything that I just said only applies to accounts that have been opened recently and campaigns that are, that are relatively new. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's the, the overall caveat. What can they do? Well, um, what they can do is start with their best, put their best put, foot forward, start a new campaign, a new account, new campaign in a new account, uh, with their best, with the, with the ad groups, keywords, and uh, corresponding landing pages that they think will perform the best. Uh, in some cases, that might mean just starting with one campaign with one ad group. You know, the, that, that may be the, the most prudent, safe way to, to avoid this phenomenon. Um, but, you know, as with everything quality score related, Google isn't uh, attempting to ding good people. They're attempting to um, help advertisers adopt and, and use best practices. So, you know, it's just not a bad idea in general to start a campaign uh, prudently with the, the uh, keywords, ad text, and corresponding landing pages that you think will perform the best. And then, you know, add the more speculative stuff later. Um, so I think that's the best prescription to make sure that you get off to the best start that will help avoid this account quality score issue. Okay. Doesn't this maybe slow us down or, or, or sort of seem almost counterintuitive? So basically Google is telling us, don't put a bunch of keywords in there. Don't give us a bunch of money. 
um, you know, just just start out really small. That almost seems counterintuitive on Google's Google's part there. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, uh, Google has a lot of people. <laughs> you know, saying that Google, uh, you know, is motivated by this or that is saying that China is motivated by this or that. There are a lot of p- different people in the company, so they're they're you know, at any given time, you've got people with profit motive, you have people with. Uh, uh, a motivation to make sure that advertisers succeed, and I'm sure there's some dynamic tension going on at all times. But you know, I, I think my net, and you know, I'm, this is not just rose-colored glasses. This is uh, experience. I think my net is that uh, Google wants advertisers to succeed, and when they reward uh, good practices, it's th- those are practices that are apt to help advertisers succeed. So I guess all I'm saying is uh, if one starts out with the uh, keywords, ads, and corresponding landing pages that are going to make the campaign successful right from the very start, uh, that's good for Google in the medium to long term and good for the advertisers. Well, and having you on the show was good for the advertisers. Um, David, we've run out of time. We're okay. uh, five minutes away from the uh, from the top of the hour. We have a news break to get in, and Linda Woods is coming up with uh, with her affiliate show um, in a couple of minutes. So I have to say thank you. Um, before we let you go, though, you have some big news coming up in your world. You're uh, you're getting married in a week, aren't you, David? That's right. Uh, it's actually eight days and uh, ooh, two hours or so. <laughs> so anyone who's down in the Lexington, Kentucky area Louisville, man Louisville, who needs Louisville. to have a party um, David Sotella from Clicks Marketing thank you so much for spending time on uh, Webcology on Webmaster Radio today friends, uh, this is Jim Hedger from metamen.com and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO last thing I want to get in before we got to go, Marketing Sherpa has released a new report on marketing to Canadians um, I'm really happy with it because a number of comments from MetaMen got in there, and there's a really nice, juicy link at the end to MetaMen.com, so I'm awfully pleased. We're going to be back next week, um, probably talking about more conferences. I think we're going to be talking with Laura Callow, who's organizing the SEM Canada Conference. Um, but until then, stay tuned to WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, Lisa Woods is coming up with actually it's a repeat show from last week, but if you didn't hear it, Chris Hender from the Google Affiliate Network is coming on, and if you work in the Google Affiliate Network, this is stuff you all got to hear. Um, again, Jim Hedger from metamen.com and uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk <laughs> SEO. Stay tuned to webmasterradio.fm, and we'll talk to you next week.